to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Did you find what Lowe's hiding? Is it here? Yes. Well, a deal's a deal. You have to let me in there. Who's he? He looks just like a bird. Oh, I love birds. What would you prefer? A sign saying I like birds? Woo woo! Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne Marie DeSimone. And despite all the tech craziness <laughs> so that we had problems. going on and everything, I think we're finally here. And we're ready. We're and ready. we're good to go to talk about this we're week's here. episode of Gotham. Which, uh, spoiler. We uh, like will probably be the last time we're talking about a new episode of Gotham for a while, yeah. but we'll talk more about that later. But, uh, Amory, why don't you go ahead and get us started with this week's rhyming, riddling episode summary. <clears throat> what caused the fall of Commissioner Loeb? Jim Harvey and Harvey are launching a probe. Who will lead them to Loeb's secret files? A road trip with Penguin could be worthwhile. Who's in the attic? Say hi to Miriam. Did the death of her mother bring on her delirium? When will Fish Mooney rejoin the plot? She's seeing things different in Everybody Has a Cobblepot. Everybody has a Cobblepot. I wish we had a Cobblepot to uh, handle handle the streaming for us. Because if you don't know, uh, we stream this live every uh, tu- or Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday night uh, at 8.30 p.m. EST at YouTube.UniverseBox.com. And things like, like everything was breaking. Like the If computer it could shoot. go wrong, mm-hmm. it went wrong. Yeah, the computer Amory was using, my computer, the internet, everything broke. But we got, we're online. We're here. We're going. So, only six minutes late. Yeah. So, Amory, what did you think of the episode overall? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Two only thumbs up. two? I've only got two. Okay. That's fair. So I'll give it two thumbs up. How about you? I liked it. I liked, liked it, it a lot. You're not going to give it two thumbs up, though? I, I'll give it ten fingers up. Oh. It's... I don't know what to do with that. It's a new paradigm. Interesting. Okay, so I guess we'll go ahead and get started talking about it. I, I will say they're all fingers from ten different people that just oh. happen to be sewn onto my hands. Okay. I well, that's and, appropriate. Because I went and visited Dr. Dollmucker, the doll maker. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we got our first good look at uh, the doll maker, a classic uh, Batman villain. Francis Dollmucker. I will. I wouldn't say classic Batman villain, but a Batman villain. I, his his iteration in Gotham. Uh, some people might be familiar with the character from Arrow. Uh, he Remind he's me. also appeared on Arrow. I haven't seen uh, the Is episode. Is it the same actor? No, it's not the same actor. Anything. See, they all they got to get this. There's oh, no there, synergy. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be because then I have to keep track of all of the shows. They're already. Start, uh, I don't know if you heard. They're doing a third uh, CW DC Comics show too. Like for a, what? A spinoff of Arrow and Flash with a. Uh, it's gonna. I think. It's going to have the Atom, Firestorm, and a couple of others in it. Like, Okay, well, that was all Greek to me. But yeah. um, Well, basically what happened... The CW is turning into the DC network? Yeah, more or less. My, minus all the other DC properties that are happening that aren't connected to it, like the Titans over on TNT and Supergirl on CBS and, of course, Gotham. So DC's but, got uh, some money. Going. So uh, we might have, like, 20 versions of the Dollmaker <laughs> next nice. year. Who knows? But I, overall, I, I thought he was a little uh, nondescript in this episode. Like, he, I, I couldn't really get a good read on him or anything. I, I think I'm going to need some more time with him. And, I need some more time. Yeah. In April. If, it had been, if he had been a little mustache twirly with the whole 
whole, you know, reattaching body parts and stuff, it would have been one thing. But he just seemed so clinical about it that it was hard to read him as a villain. He he just seemed like someone who was, uh, I don't know, exploiting rich people's money. Yes, with the whole in salsa hour. He was like the cruise director of Mm -hmm. the um, um, plastic surgery unit. Yeah. (laughs) It kind of felt like. Yeah, it it kind of felt like like, uh, you know, sewing people's bodies together and stuff uh it was kind of his i don't know uh you know how how some doctors they'll work hard at their practice all week and then they'll they have like a prop plane that they fly around the country on the weekends this is his prop print plane on the weekends or so it felt like felt like he was getting the financing from all the rich people and then he was using that for his passion project you know interesting interesting. seeing uh how much uh, how much of a person is needed to remain a person or to remain that person Uh, yeah exactly which also i thought that that was kind of interesting that's kind of very that's very similar if uh, anyone out there watches Doctor Who, very similar to, uh, thematically to the first uh, Capaldi episode of Doctor Who from this past season, because mm. they had the android who was uh, had been rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt mm-hmm. over the years uh, from parts of different humans, and they were like, "Is there any part of the android left?" It, which is a very modern question too, because mm-hmm. you know, uh, well, I mean, I guess there were some experiments like back in the 30s, 40s during World War II with this sort of thing, like reanimating dogs' heads, things like that. Ew, but uh, you know. It, it, until recently, that wasn't even th- that sort of thing wasn't even a possibility. It wasn't even something that was explored in fiction. It, well, I guess maybe like a Frankenstein or something, but it wasn't explored in fiction that much because it just didn't occur to anyone that it could possibly happen. Right now, potentially, we could build up an entire body around a brain, you know, piece by piece, and what would that person be? <laughs> you yeah, know? Well, that's the only part you really need because mm-hmm. that's the part that's the person. Yeah, but I I, I definitely think that uh, if if they they keep exploring those themes with Dolman. Maker, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll like the character for sure. Should be interesting. But you know, the plot overall, it, Fish's whole plot out on that island. I it, don't even know what's going on over there. Yeah, it just feels like such a slow burn. It feels it feels like everything that's happened to her so far since she got abducted from the boat should have happened in the first episode. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets captured, she gets taken, spoon in the eye, which I actually saw for the first time <laughs> today because they did the replay at the beginning of the episode, yes. and I was like distracted and I didn't realize what was happening. He was in his was own thoughts, late. and he's like, I saw. Like, no. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell in your ear, No, it's guys. fine. It's totally fine. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, very slow burn so far. And I'm wondering how it's <laughs> how it's going. What's that? Donna Gaza says, stop being lazy, Bill. Keep up with them all. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, I'm kind of wondering how this is going to end up hooking back into the main plot. Now, I, I, I did uh, put down earlier in my notes here, uh, would, will Jim investigate? Will it involve more stolen kids? Will Catgirl somehow tip Jim off that the dollmaker is doing his thing? Because she was involved in it the she first was. time. She was. She was. But then I, I started thinking about it since I wrote these notes here. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I completely forgot about it, but uh, Harvey helped save fish so he's the only one who knows where fish went so but she didn't even know where she was going yeah but i mean he's he's the one who arranged for her to get out of town so if anyone's going to you know check up on her to see what happened to her to make sure she made it to her destination it's probably going to be harvey but he she told him that she'll be back yeah. So yeah. it sort of was left at, mm-hmm. I'll get a hold of you. Well, I, I'm just saying all the other characters, I think, are assuming that Fish Mooney's dead. Mm-hmm. So if she if if someone's going to come save her or, you know, help her escape or whatever, it's almost going to have to be Harvey or it's going to be a, a coincidence of uh, Jim, so, Jim somehow finding out about this island. And then, oh, he's there. Oh, Fish Mooney, what's up? How's it going? I can't even see how this is all going to work. I'm trying to Why are you to, like... wearing just one contact lens? That's weird, Fish. <laughs> Why are you wearing one bright blue contact lens? I, I don't understand. And I, I guess a, one other possibility would be, you know, he, he he's working on 
building all these new kinds of humans and things like that. Seems like, it seems like it would be kind of fun to set those loose on the streets of Gotham. You Might know, be fun. Might be know, fun. The, the, to see how they behave and interact. The patchwork freak show. And see what people say about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That entire thing completely creeps me out. And I don't mm-hmm. even know what's going on. A raggedy riot, as it were. What? Like like Raggedy Andy or... Oh. <laughs> raggedy and Raggedy. Got and it. Raggedy got riot. It. Dollmaker. Dollmaker. Put Synergy. It, put it all together. Put it all together. <laughs> Synergy. Okay. Um, not really along with that, but what is the penguin up to this episode? He mm-hmm. seems a little, I mean, he's always shady, but he's always cowardly, mm-hmm. cowardly. Um, he was like really, uh, made such a big deal about going, you know, this is Falcone's favorite drink and they only make 15 bottles a year and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's drinking it every chance he can get. Like I thought at first when he showed it that he was getting it going like, look, look what I did to like yeah. make him happy and to like try and get in his good graces. Mm-hmm. You didn't even notice anything about it, did you? Oh no, no, I had something here. Right. Okay, go ahead. Oh, but I was going to say, well, uh, first of all, the wine, uh, Madre de Dios, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's named for an area in, oh, I think it's Brazil. Uh, I, I looked it up earlier, but uh, uh, Madre de Dios means uh, Virgin Mary, basically, or Holy Mother. Sure, it's not Italian? No, it's not Italian. It's definitely South America. Okay. Uh, the region it's from. But uh, Virgin Mother, or which is appropriate considering right. Falcone's obsession with his mother. Right. Well, yeah. As soon as I heard them say Madre, so I was like, ah, yes. Yeah, but, but I, it, I, I definitely think it was it was more of him just trying to demonstrate that he has very particular knowledge about things that nobody else does. And that's that's what he uses uh, to uh, obtain power. That's what that was. I think I was like, yeah. is he trying to like sort of drink the power of it mm-hmm. because of the way he just kept pouring himself a little yeah. bit more of the wine? Um, I think I think it, I think it was like a kind of a theatric flair. You know, shocking, penguins shocking known for the so. theatrics. <laughs> um, it also seems like the interior of Oswald's has slightly changed. There are more mm-hmm. and more umbrellas hanging from the ceiling. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. Okay. There weren't too many before. Mm-hmm. And this scene, it just seemed like we got a lot of shots of the ceiling. <laughs> Or at least like angled that you could see the ceiling and there was lots of umbrellas hanging. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just always evolving or something. I don't know. It just – it struck mm-hmm. me. Um, and what kind of favor do you think he's going to cash in on Jim with Jim? Oh, I, I'm sure it's going to be nothing good. Maroni's favorite drink? Not Falcone? I thought it was Falcone. No, it was Falcone's. Because uh, he he said it was you know his patrons yeah his yeah. patron Bobby Hawk not Maroney yeah I, I'm pretty I'm ninety percent sure of that uh, we could be wrong though we could be definitely I don't think we are it, we'll just assume that Bobby's right <laughs> that means we're wrong again. <laughs> No, no, but uh, I, I think it was definitely a, a theatrical thing. I think it was just because if you remember correctly, the last time uh, Jim and Penguin talked, it didn't end well. And no. Penguin was kind of upset with Jim. Yeah. So I think when Jim shows up uh, needing Penguin's help, Penguin's just all about it. And he he's just like slowly playing it out and, you know, just mm-hmm. ki- kind of enjoying uh, the fact that Jim had to come crawling back. And right. I, I, I also I, – and I think I addressed this later in the – you know what? We'll talk a little bit more about Penguin. Oh, okay. A little bit later down in the notes. It's Italian, Madre de Dios, and he mm-hmm. also states that the bottle was made in Italian countryside. Oh, I, thank I, you, Eve. I was totally wrong. Sorry. I, it may thank just you. made no sense for it to be South American mm-hmm. because it's like it's the mafia. Yeah, like I, I, I think maybe I was thinking South American because there's there's a big Catholic pres- presence in South America. So yes. I mean, it's it, also Italian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
My bad. My, My peeps. bad. Riddle man. Riddle man. Riddle man. Riddle man. Enigma's uh, story in this episode. I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I, I thought, first of all, it was interesting that it, it cleared up a lot of kind of ambiguity that we had had over the past couple, you know, times they had hit this storyline between him and Kringle. Uh, first of all, it's uh, it was very plainly stated that uh, when Kristen was crying a couple episodes back, uh-huh. it was about Flask. She was dating Flask and everything. We were, it was. A we little, weren't sure. Yeah, it was a little unclear if if mm-hmm. if they were dating or they were just good, or you know, he try, was just there and yeah. his buddies. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess obviously they were dating, and it all, was also made very clear that she really isn't interested in Edward at all. Where it was kind of no. that was also a little ambiguous up that until this sad. episode. But uh, you know, she's just really trying to be nice to him and trying to like treat him as like. You know, the weird, awkward guy who doesn't have any friends and, you know, yeah. need, needs some people being nice to him and everything. Right. I Yeah. And I, I – Ed was seeing, you know, mixed signals from her. And, I was seeing mixed signals from her. Yeah. I would, I would have been – I'd have brought her flowers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since he was see, seeing what he thought were sort of uh, kind of, you know, reluctant kind of uh, – Come on. Come on. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get together eventually or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now that it's all – gone to hell and everything like he he feels you know that she's betrayed him or that even this new tom guy that she's seen is Mm -hmm. standing between them Mm -hmm. when he's really not he's just like he he just found a new girlfriend and she moved on from her last boyfriend right you know so it's not he's not really seeing uh the situation in reality right now but uh he doesn't usually seem to see things in reality yeah which i think is going to propel him down a very dark road very very sooner rather than later i was actually kind of surprised with how I thought he would do something. Yeah, that look at the end, you can tell that, uh, yeah, he's probably going to make a move uh, soon. So do you think he's going to kill Tom? I don't know if he'll necessarily kill him. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, you don't, you know, just from, you know, watching too many police procedurals, you don't usually jump straight to the killing. Mm -hmm. There's usually some sort of torture and torment first. Then again, we are talking about a guy who stuffed a locker full of body parts. Exactly. He didn't kill the guy. He stuffed in body parts. (laughs) He started slow. Mm -hmm. He was, he didn't make a direct, well, you know, he didn't make yeah. a physical attack. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think, you know, it, Tom's going to get his wrath somehow. Yeah, Tom's not going to – it's not going to be not good. O- not only did he take his girl but he or the girl he wanted or whatever, but he <laughs> also uh, gave Ed a really bad riddle and then said, I'm going to stump you next time. So it, it was a challenge. So now we have a challenge in the – Thing. Uh, Bobby watched the scene again and said it's Maroni's favorite drink made by a hundred monks. Nice. So I don't even know what's going on. Who oh, knows? so it's Italian, but it's Maroni's. Okay, got it. Still we're, Italian. We're all confused. We're all. We're but all... that's why we have the live chat. And that's this why, is this is why, why we have our people. Thank Excellent. you, everyone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, it it will be interesting to see how that progresses, and if we're going to get like a big, big movement or ovation before the end of the season. I had something a little with the the flowers mm-hmm. that he took. He pulled one, like he went. I thought he was just going to break the entire bundle and like throw them away. Yeah, he ripped one out mm-hmm. and took it with him. Yeah, I wonder. Do you- I don't know. I feel like I, I totem is that the right word mm-hmm. or like a it's the what's the doll voodoo doll voodoo, yeah. like something to represent. Mm-hmm. That situation, or it could 
Well, I guess she or he just liked the flower. I guess she didn't see the flowers. I was going to say it no. could be something where he could like send her like a weird letter with like a finger and the flower in it to let her know that it was him or something. Because yeah. that's something that he would, you know, the bullet and the uh, cupcake and things <gasps> oh, like that. The bullet and the cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I like if, if there is anything there, it's probably going to be for something creepy. Like, oh, it's going to be really creepy. I don't know how he did. They didn't see the flowers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a small arrangement. Yeah. Well, she might have and kind of just tried she to just play it off. She pretended it wasn't you know. there. Yeah. Well, I mean, she very obviously knew what he was up to because, well, yeah. uh, you know, he asked her to dinner and stuff. But. Yeah. Well, no, asked if he, she had plans. Yes. Didn't even get to the yes count. Okay, so Bullock. Bullock. He really is a good guy. For all of the bad things that he's done, mm-hmm. he just – he got stuck and yeah. it's sort of a downward spiral. Like I really, really, really liked his whole – you know, you tell yourself you're going to do this one bad thing but all the good things that you do after it are going to make up for it and mm-hmm. it doesn't Yeah, because you get stuck in that spiral basically. Yeah, that, that, that actually might, wanna, might be one of the strongest lines of the series honestly yeah, it really, so far. Yeah, because it, it kind of defines them all. Uh-huh. That they all really probably just went bad from one thing mm-hmm. and you can't climb back from it. Yeah, and at this point we're kind of seeing Jim head down. The uh, dirt, yeah. yeah the he's, dark he's, and dirty He's path. making some uh, kind of morally, morally ambiguous decisions. Yeah, so. But no, and like uh, the way uh, they've played Bullock and the way I've always read him and this episode reinforces it is just that he's a, he's a guy who his heart's in the right place. He wants to do the right thing, but he also wants to pr- – he also wants to be comfortable and he, he'll do just about anything to protect being comfortable. Himself. And, you know, we even heard that a bit in the story he was telling about his cobble pot. Yeah. Where he was like, I, I chose to live with another I day. wanted to live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that line was used a couple times mm-hmm. in this whole episode is I had this choice or li- live. Yeah. I chose to live. But, so. you know, as Jim goes on and as we said, you know, he's kind of slipping here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as he goes on with his whole mission to clean up the uh, Gotham Police Department, Bullock's probably a really good guy to have alongside him because mm-hmm. Bullock's been, you know, part of the program for years now. So he, he's someone who can kind of get in there and get information for Jim or right. and stuff right. like that. And he's not suspected as much or as like uh, yeah. put off as, as Jim is. Yeah. So, I, I Yeah. That's nice because then it's also well, – actually, I think you have that later shot. Is that a go? That's fair. Let it go. Okay. Well, I guess now it is time to look, <gasps> look at, at that joke. Joker. Everybody hey, look, look at that Joker. That Joker's there. He's there today. We're bringing back the Joker. He's wearing makeup. Up. <laughs> Look at this Joker. Uh, this is a segment. If you if you remember back in the day, we used to do this a back lot. Back a whole two weeks ago, I, we go and we look at any uh, clues, uh, references, etc. Dealing with uh, the classic Batman villain, the Joker, and we've been keeping track uh, for the entire series so mm-hmm. far. You know that a uh, failed comedian in the pilot, and then uh, we have Laszlo. Whatever happened to Laszlo? No one to oh, know. Laszlo. Yeah, and he was he was our Joker for two different episodes. Look yeah. at that! Wow, poor Laszlo. But yeah, if, if uh, you guys if you guys don't remember, we kind of cut this segment after the Jerome episode. Right. But uh, by popular demand, we had we, multiple people email us, and I think we had a couple tweets going, "No, no, don't get rid of it." Yeah, they were like, "How dare you get rid of Look at That Joker?" I love and that it, song. Wasn't it people that we don't normally hear from? Yeah, like people came out of the woodwork, like, "No, don't get rid of Look at That Joker." So. <laughs> 
So it's back. It is, we're looking at the Joker. It is back. And since we didn't do it last week, we're a week behind. So I went ahead and put in uh, <laughs> an entry for the Red Hood, though, and just basically saying that we're bringing it back and all of the Red Hoods died. So maybe the kid at the end would be the Joker from last sure, week. Sure, kid at the end. But uh, we've already uh, also spelled out uh, the connection between the Joker and the Red Hood several times so, uh, on yeah. the podcast. So you, uh, also you can go and look at this page. You at, can look at that Joker. Yeah, at uh, legendsofgotham.com <laughs> and then just click it. Look at this Joker up at the top and you can review all of the evidence so far. Mm-hmm. And then for this week, everybody has a cobble pot. Did you really use that? I did. I did really use that picture <laughs> of Ben McKenzie. Uh, so while we're still pretty sure that we're like 99.9% sure that Jerome's the Joker, uh, Ben McKenzie talked to E! Online and uh, called the whole thing into question. If nothing else, he suggests that it'll be a few years before we see the green hair and the red lips. That's fair. And this is the quote from Ben McKenzie. Uh, he's possibly going to be the Joker because it's an origin story. We have a couple of possible people who could be the Joker. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that Cameron Monaghan is the Joker. He might be. What I can promise you is that, that this is not a bait and switch. This is not someone who is just a character who is going to disappear. This is not a red herring. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to see more of uh, the actor, Cameron, mm-hmm. and the character of Jerome. But is he the Joker? Who mm-hmm. knows? Who the who hell knows? knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, regardless, I guess we'll be looking at Jokers for a little bit longer. Yeah. <sighs> look at this Joker. Hey, look at this Joker. Whoa, Everybody hey. look at this Joker. <laughs> it was like sorry about again. that theme music i love when we get the theme music again it's yeah fun. keeps us awake it does it does for sure okay let's see what else do we have to talk about here oh yeah we just wanted to mention if you didn't uh catch the uh little preview uh which we'll be uh looking at the news segment later uh the, last night's episode of gotham was the last episode until april 16th <laughs> yeah so we're gonna have s- about six weeks off that's crazy. We, uh, it, which is definitely the longest break since the pilot episode aired. Cause I oh, think, that is longer than Christmas break, huh? Yeah, the Christmas break was only a couple few weeks, maybe. That's crazy. Yeah, so uh, we're, we, we, we are going to try and uh, get some content out there for you. Mm-hmm. Well, But first, we're going to take a couple weeks off just because we've been... We're kind of tired. Yeah, we've been running the road a little bit longer with this thing. But we, we do have some plans for you. We're going to do uh, an episode uh, reviewing uh, the 1989 Batman film, mm-hmm. which will be a lot of fun. So go ahead and uh, send in your feedback on, on the 1989 Batman film to legendsofgotham at gmail.com if you want to. And uh, we're also going to do a couple of supercuts, I think, uh, mm-hmm. some villain feature episodes where I'm going to go and get all of our commentary on the Riddler from the entire season. Mm-hmm. Same with Penguin. And look at this Joker. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll do three villain specials. And then we might do something fun. Elsa. I don't know. Maybe we could do uh, Batman the Animated Series. Or maybe we could do Birdman or something. That could be oh, fun, yeah. too. I need to watch that. Because huh? that's very Batman related. But so <laughs> we're going to. Oh. <laughs> we happen to get a break when once comes back. Yeah, because yes. we do another podcast for uh, Once Upon a Time on ABC. Greetings from Storybrooke. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we will be doing more episodes. We're mm-hmm. going to take two weeks off, and then we should have content up until April 16th when Gotham comes back. We're good for it, I promise. And also, uh, we just wanted to say, and you know... We're it's, promoing it, it, a hashtag. Yeah, we're promoting a hashtag on Twitter or Facebook or Google Plus or wherever Wherever, you, wherever people use the hashtags. And that hashtag is hashtag bring back Renee. 
because uh, you guys probably know if you've listened to the show for a while. We we absolutely love uh, Victoria uh, Cartagena's Renee Montoya on absolutely. the show, and she hasn't been on since uh, last uh, like since episode before. sixteen or seventeen, something like that. Well, wasn't this just episode or no, eighteen? No, I'm sorry. No, like I'm sorry. I'm thinking six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Right before the break, it was like the Harvey Dent episode or the one yeah, right it was, after it. Yeah, and it's she been too long. She hasn't been on in a while, and you see her name up there. In also Andrew Stewart it, Jones, yes. who plays her partner Crispus Allen. You see that name up there, real big and bright lights every episode. She's a series regular. She hasn't been on forever. And it's not fair. We don't like it. We disapprove. And honestly, the Renee Montoya character, like, I mean, I was excited for the show, but when I heard Renee Montoya was going to be on it, I got like crazy excited. I was like, True. okay. His eyes got they have, Yeah, they have, they have it right. They, this is going to be a great show. And we just haven't got much of her uh, mm-hmm. since, you know, the whole Barbara situation kind of fizzled no, out. No, like, did people, did mm-hmm. they drop it? Did it not play yeah. well? Because it seemed to mm-hmm. kind of rate well. At least yeah. by Twitter. So I don't know. And, mm. you know, hopefully they didn't like lose people. Yeah. Know. So definitely if, if if you want to them to bring back Renee, why don't you tweet at Gotham or, you know. Gotham writers. Go, at Gotham TV writers. Gotham TV writers. Uh, Danny like, Cannon. Danny I Cannon, just yeah. got on Twitter. And with the hashtag uh, bring back Renee and tell him why you like or tell yes, them why tell you them like. why. Why you like Montoya and why you want to see her back. Montoya and Alan, bring them back. And also we'd like to mention that, you know, while we're going on hiatus here, it's always good to keep, uh, you know, new people coming into the podcast because people are going to be catching up through the reruns and everything like that. So if you could help us out with that, a great way to do that is to go and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Mm -hmm. Radio, Player FM. Whatever you're using. Exactly. And if you review it, uh, we'll read it on the show. And also if we don't read it on the show, uh, go ahead and let Let us us know. Because obviously we missed it somewhere along the way. But we got one this week from Naptown Ninja. And Naptown Ninja says, this is the best Gotham podcast out there. And not just because they have the exact same and strange thoughts I have. Smiley face. So thank you, Naptown Ninja. (laughs) Thank you, Naptown Ninja. And yeah, if you guys want to go to iTunes and uh, leave us a review over there, we'd really, really appreciate it. It would be awesome. It doesn't even have to be a five-star. It can be a one-star. We actually, our best review ever is a Mm one-star review. Yeah, and we also, uh, if you want to, you could do a rhyming, riddling review. Yes. That would be kind of like we do uh, for the episode summaries at the top of the episode. Those Uh are always fun. Yep. Definitely. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll get back into the main discussion then. Okay, so next up is uh, a, The Strange Case of Miriam Loeb. Miriam Loeb. Crazy, crazy, creepy, creepy. Yeah, super creepy girl in the attic. The yeah. flower in the attic, as it were. Super J- creepy. Just one flower in the but attic, But she was though. singing and dancing. I kind of enjoyed the singing mm-hmm. and the dancing. Yeah, it was, uh. I, I really enjoyed the actress. I guess she was the oldest daughter on uh, The Nanny. Oh, the, oh yeah. that was her? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I forget the actress's name. But no, it was a crazy, creepy, good uh, performance. Um, sorry. Oh, it's it's okay. Um, um yeah. No, but I, so... I, also, I also thought it kind of uh, it kind of told us a lot about the commissioner too. I it told us you know that uh, he he cares so much about his professional career that I uh, he'll like micromanage everything in his life that could hurt his professional career. Right. By hiding it away. And, and uh, you know, I guess love just isn't a big deciding factor for him. I mean, he, he was managing it, but he didn't, mm-hmm. like, get rid of her. Like, he could have turned her in. Yeah, he sent her away, but he didn't. But he, not, but still took care of her. Like, mm-hmm. he still goes and visits every Sunday and, you know, lets her win at checkers and all that. So, I mean, there's still a heart. There's still some relationship there. is there. still some relationship But obvious, obviously his career is more important to him. Well, well I guess maybe. Commi- well, at that point, he was probably just starting it towards the path of being a commissioner. You, you know, and I guess, you know, I, 
I guess he was probably trying to protect her too, in a way, because mm-hmm, you know he did, he didn't want uh, he didn't want his teenage daughter going to jail for going killing to his Arkham wife. to Arkham. Yeah, exactly. But I, I I really enjoyed the character of Miriam. Though. I just she, made another connection. She she was reminded me of uh you know and I have a little girl can kind of remind me of my little girl at points too, just like a little <laughs> diva who, who who just wants to be the center of attention. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> who didn't get to wow her parents' dinner guest. Yeah. Uh, so over – I great concept for like a surprise kind of crazy <laughs> villain in there. <laughs> and uh, we, so we all know someone like this too minus yeah. the candlestick. Right. I, and I also thought it was interesting during the whole scene where they're trying to suss out what's going on and where the files are, uh-huh. the imaginary files. I guess Harvey is just terrible at interrogating if he can't use his fist or, like, lean on well, somebody. He is, uh, he's had, again, so many years. Mm-hmm. One second here. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about this, uh, audio listeners. We just uh, had a little crash, crash. on the, uh, the, the stream here. Here we go. Oh, we're back. There we go. Okay. Got that. Excellent. Okay. So, yeah. So um, the same. Oh, good, Bobby. Wonder if Lowe went down the same path as Bullock, where he sort of mm-hmm. got forced into. I'd like to see. I'd like to see some uh, some low backstory. Yeah, for sure. a little bit of low backstory would be good because that would help to see, and it would make sense mm-hmm. that if he was, you know, being roughed into a corner, why he's roughing other people? Because that's what you do is, you know, you treat people the way you're treated. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I, the whole situation with the the bird necklaces and stuff. I can smile. Exactly. Just so creepy. So creepy. And I, I also really love the I love. Of birds line it was a great comedic moment have we ever seen penguin creeped out by someone before he's creeped out a bunch of people i don't think we've ever i don't seen think anybody's been out. yeah yeah that was Very kind cool. of amazing maybe maybe they'll they'll date i he i, I sh- like a bird i ship oswald and miriam Os- oswaldium oswirium 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 <gasps> oswirium that's a great shipping name oswirium i don't have to put it in the <laughs> That's fine. No, but uh, Oz- overall, Oswirium. That's not even spelled anywhere near right. No, okay. but overall, absolutely loved the whole, uh, the, just the whole situation there, the whole thing. It was yeah, cool. that, that entire creepiness was mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, this is sort of like out of you know left field or as you will. Um, Essen, um, mm-hmm. she's bothering me a little. Oh, really? She's not helping enough. Mm-hmm. Like I know that she's you know she's got her hands tied and blah 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 blah. Do you think now that the commissioner is under Jim? Kind Kind of. Basically, he holds the, the keys now. Mm-hmm. Um, that Essen will be able to help more. I don't. I don't know. Clean. We'll see. Like, does she want to? Do you think she wants to? See, I was thinking about that because you know, anytime she's got defensive about like helping or whatever before she she's uh, said her like her family uh, was a big motivating factor for her not wanting to ruffle any feathers, right? Any penguin feathers or anything. Um, but it, I I thinking. Maybe she has a cobblepot too. Everybody's got a cobblepot. Exactly. That's the name <laughs> of the episode. So may- maybe Loeb has something on her too. Well, and that was my next thing. I was like, why did Jim not get whatever off of him about Essen? Yeah. Like you feel like. Well, I I, th- I think Loeb was at the point where he he, he wanted to make this deal. He wanted to mm-hmm. fix things, but at the same time, he he was no good to his daughter dead. <laughs> Either. Right, right. So, so he 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 threw Jim a bone with the heart, the bullock. Well, he file. was going to give him that yeah. one for but, sure. But I definitely thought that was a. Uh, I, I thought Gordon caved way too easily on that too. Like mm-hmm. he 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 definitely should have neg- maybe not necessarily any file on Essen because who knows if there was something. But maybe negotiated for something a little more than what he because he he just he he gave his opening volley. Loeb took something away from the deal. 
and Jim was like, okay. Instead of like coming back with, why, well, why don't we add X? Oh, he did. Or, he added the endorsement for the union. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He added that endorsement, which mm-hmm. is like amazing, especially deal. because after he had already – he had endorsed but not like in a big public s- – um, scenario, ski, whatever. Press conference. Press conference type of deal. Oppressor. I can't talk today. <laughs> um, th- that he was backing Flass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to mean a lot that he's switching and had the big press conference with Jim mm-hmm. endorsing him. Yeah. Um, and Jim, what did he say? <laughs> How did he say? Lots of no- I took a lot of notes this week. Um, Me too, actually. Wrong line. It's a new day in the GCPD. Like they all know what he stands for, mm-hmm. and from what we can tell, at least a couple of them are on his side. They just are stuck. Yeah. So if he's in a position of power, mm-hmm. that could help unstick. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that uh, Falcone is going to end up down there really soon, though. Like mm-hmm. really, really mm-hmm. soon. And I, I also thought that that whole moment with Loeb, I the whole negotiation and everything Mm -hmm. that was that was probably the closest to something like shady super it was like the shadiest thing we've probably seen jim do just like a back it was it was a total backroom deal like him you know like negotiating to hide a crime in order to get something he wanted so you know in which ties in thematically with harvey's statement uh yeah, a little later on. So, yeah. but uh, okay. The uh, Marge and her husband and the house and everything absolutely loved it. Marge, especially, she she was mm-hmm. just so great. Uh, for first of all, if you guys aren't familiar with this character, here I'll, I'll show uh, the video stream. Uh, a car- uh, villain from the old '60s Batman show called Ma Barker, who who's or. Ma Parker, who's a parody of Mar- Ma Barker, a famous uh, uh, female uh, criminal, I, oh, I believe, from okay. back in the 20s. Uh, basically, she was a single country mother living with her three sons and one daughter. She had a long criminal record for operating in other states, but was never apprehended. Although she had uh, great devotion to her children, she favors her three sons over her daughter, saying the girls shouldn't be in criminal activities. But uh, she was played by Shelley Winters. Uh, it, just a phenomenal performance in very much like, uh, what's her name <laughs> from this episode? Uh, Marge in this week's episode, mm-hmm. just kind of like this very like gruff, like murderous, vicious, uh, kind old uh, country woman. Yeah, and I, I also uh, really enjoyed the actress. I, I knew the first time watching through, I, I knew her from something. I couldn't mm-hmm. place it, and then I went and looked it up. It was Becky Ann Baker who played the mom for the main family for the Weirs on Freaks and Geeks. The, uh, old, the, cl- the uh, classic. classic ju- well, it is a classic uh, Judd Apatow series. It was what okay. really got him his start, and a lot of the, like Seth. Rogan, James yeah. Franco, uh, and the rest here on Gilligan's <laughs> Isle. Uh, no, but I really enjoyed it, and uh, so good to see her in something again. It's been forever, and uh, yeah, just an absolutely vicious character. Oh, she was horrible. Yeah, wonderful, but horrible. And I wanted the cake. <laughs> yeah, I felt I felt so bad for her husband. He was like, uh, "No, we're standing together. We've whatever. been together." <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, though, but her turning and smacking her head or whatever that was. What happened? Did she get shot? I, no, I don't think she got shot. She just I, turned around and like she she like turned around and tripped, which is like you know something super stupid to do, but it's some kind of realistic too because that kind of stuff happens. Like like I can be standing still and just fall down. I've seen it happen. Like just trip over myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's a very very good and yeah, the I, the head crack was kind of hilarious. hilarious. I busted <laughs> laughing. And you know, penguins penguins rolling the whole thing. Uh, like I said earlier, I think he's uh, still kind of hurt by what Jim 
said to him. And uh, he's going to, I think he's really going to start demanding more and more of Jim while trying to get some information to kind of get Jim under his thumb at this point. Because before it was like a sort of hero worship relationship mm-hmm. with Jim Gordon. And, and now it's more like, okay, let's, uh, let's put him get on the on, payroll. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he, he also said a very important line here, a very keen line uh, when Jim first approaches him about helping. I like information. Mm-hmm. This is a very uh, – this is like prime function for Penguin in the Batman universe. They, almost every uh, Batman story these days involves that involves the Penguin involves Batman going to the Penguin to get information about you know a, di- a different mobster, this, that, or the other, and mm-hmm. trading him something for that information. You know, knowledge is power, and Penguin wants as much as he can get of both. Right. So, and uh, it, it, I also thought that the Penguin felt way more competent than he has in recent weeks so he's he's been kind of down on his luck he really has been struggling over the past uh, few weeks and uh you know from the negotiation with jim to the triple double cross with marge and her oh, husband and everything marge. he was just at the top of his game is is penguiny as we've seen him is since you know the cannoli the beginning the cannoli uh the beginning of the season when he was like slashing people for sandwiches and stuff like and clothes that. and clothes that never panned out your theory on the on the clothes nope. and becoming I the big really, rotund really penguin. wanted to see that theory happen it would have been great it, it would have been great uh, now if he could only keep keep his keep Cle- his if he could only keep his things together if he could only keep his club in order oh uh, if he could start it in order and i also kind of liked uh you know the whole thing where he like made made the deal with uh, marge and her husband for them to fake only leave and everything could, yeah. so they could survive for yeah. only for him to kill him i thought it was cool that we didn't actually see that deal go down because it's it wasn't penguin's story right so we weren't privy to that but at the same time they came back at the end with the really strong reveal slash finish i and i thought that was kind of and it was appropriate there because at that point jim's story wrapped up and everything right so you know we just kind of end on this i know that i did think and this sort of ties back in with things we already talked about but whatever Mm-hmm. Um, Marge used to work at Arkham. She did. Which could be why, because we don't know their relationship with mm. the commissioner, um, could be why they were chosen to take care of his daughter. Oh, yeah, that's very true. I hadn't even Since we were trying that. to keep her out of Arkham, but if you have somebody who's at least trained yeah. to work at Arkham to take care of her. So, oh, yeah, that. that. That's a very... Valid point, valid point. Va- valid point. Valid yes, point. yes. Hmm. Uh, Bobby in, uh, in the <laughs> chat room uh, says, yeah, there's a, just a ton of humor in this episode, too. <laughs> he wonders if Ben uh, Edlund wrote it. Okay, let's see here. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> okay, the evil girls of evil. The evil girls or of evil. Or whatever you were calling them, birds <laughs> in a nest or something. Uh, bizarre birds of prey. Bizarre birds something. of prey. Uh, evil girls of evil works for me. Mm-hmm. Why are Selena wrong show? <clears throat> Selena and Ivy stealing food from the hospital when ba- Barbara basically said, "I like having you here. Please move in." Have it? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It's possible they could have left at this point. That was too, that was my creepy... next thing. I was like, was there a bit of a falling out after last week's fashion show? <laughs> I'm kind of curious. I want to see mm-hmm. what's going on with all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just for once. I wanted to see Barbara. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've said that, probably since episode three, but I'd like to see more of Barbara. At, at the same time, I kind of like that they kept this episode more of a self-contained, yeah. uh, sort of very fo- hyper-focused story Just, yeah. on Jim, minus the fish stuff, uh, but hyper-focused <sighs> on Jim kind of getting one over on Loeb. And, and it was great to see Peter Scolari back as uh, Commissioner Loeb, too. I just love him. He's, he's so kind of, like, prim and proper and persnickety, and he brings that to a lot of his roles, like his old... The, the role I know him from on Newhart uh, was like that. Uh, and uh, then he was, he also played uh, the Rick Moranis role in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids uh, live-action TV series. Nice. Which we might have mentioned last time. Did we? Uh, maybe. 
Possibly, possibly. Maybe. Okay, uh, some interesting production stuff I, I noticed in in this episode. One, the uh, shot uh, where they were trying to get information from Loeb's old partner mm-hmm. uh, by hanging his head out of the window and like awesome. try, dragging it along the icy road. Now it, that had to be CGI, right? Because it had to. I don't think TV actors get paid enough to do that kind of a stunt, like because no. that that would be a because I mean his head was just a couple inches from the road and they. I mean, even with the camera angle, they were probably still going like 15 or 20 miles an hour yeah. and everything. But it, it looked good. Like it looked it, really good. The, the, the only – only intellectually did I realize it was CGI because I was like, uh, you know, the – They're re- not going to do that. Realistic – production and everything they couldn't do that but there was a lot of snow around in this episode there was a lot of <laughs> snow i guess uh, welcome to shooting in nyc in the winter right yeah really especially with how it's been lately like mm-hmm. at least they don't shoot in boston yeah knows it, what they have to do there <laughs> and uh something else also relating to cgi i found that on reddit today on the gotham uh, subreddit that you guys I thought would be interesting is uh, some before and after shots of the uh, La Cafe de la Esquina, <laughs> uh, which is where cafe. Uh, Gordon and uh, Dent uh, meet up in this episode. And they've had a few other scenes there in the past mm-hmm. pilot, too. That's where we first meet uh, Crispus and uh, Renee Montoya yeah. and everything like that. But someone w- someone went on Google Maps and found the uh, f- found, you know, the Google Maps version. So, OK, so first off, here is the version as we saw it on Gotham last night. Look at all these buildings in the back the smoke and the smoke and everything and yeah pretty pretty intense and then here's the actual building it's like wow. there, there's like just a couple little short buildings around it they completely cgi'd that out they cgi'd everything go back to the other one mm-hmm. go back to the other one for a minute oh wow yeah like they left why the sign even, though which is nice why even have a set yeah why well, I, I mean it's kind of i i'm sure they probably have a lot of prefab 3d uh models and stuff that they can throw back there but still t- would, like they changed like the color of the building and everything but i in i mean you get a sense of them doing this like i remember like when penguin came back to gotham on the bus and stuff you kind of got a good sense of that but it's, it's just amazing how much work they put into making it look like gotham city versus yeah. just you new know ra- a random thing in new york and they also they also do all the actual shooting of the interiors inside the restaurant too because okay. google maps has a has a feed because i went on google maps and looked at this just to make sure it was all on the level and uh they actually have a, a thing where you can go inside some businesses really yeah and this was one of the businesses oh, well that, of course they're going to make this be one of them yeah so it was it was the exact 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 thing so yeah Crazy. just a couple little production things i found that were kind of cool okay some people that we have sorry jarring camera um bruce and bruce. alfred yes Bruce and Alfred. Okay, get back in bed. That's an order. <laughs> I loved that because you know that's the only way Alfred was getting back in that bed. Yeah, and it's also very – it's kind of kind of like the opposite number of 90% of uh, scenes between Batman and Alfred where Batman wants to get back up and get to crime fighting right. and Alfred won't let him. And that's right. pretty much – yeah, I mean that's obviously why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. But that's probably where that comes from later. Yeah, is yeah. from this type of relationship. Um, I do not, do not, do not like that Alfred lied to Jim. Not that Jim has time mm-hmm. nor energy to help with this situation. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really weird that uh, Alfred wasn't – suspicious that uh oh what's reggie uh was sent by the wayne board after he probably is he didn't vocalize it there where bruce did voice vocalize those suspicions exactly and yeah i mean i think alfred knows where it came from and why Mm -hmm. um but why weren't we suspicious when he showed up i mean we were (laughs) yeah he wasn't he was just like hey guy 
let's go drink. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason they selected him too, right? Yeah. Because uh, they trust him and stuff. Right. But, um, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I do think it's interesting how much Alfred's really setting the tone for Bruce not trusting the cops too. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, working outside of the bounds of the cops and lying to the cops so that he can go in his own direction and do his own thing mm-hmm. with all these criminal investigations. Interesting. Um, okay, and when Selena stops by, mm-hmm. basically to check in on them, let her help. You don't have to do everything alone. Well, maybe she, he's still sore that well, uh, she yeah. lied to him about the Wayne murderer. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah. I, I don't really think she lied. She, no, she hasn't. She didn't originally lie. She uh, lied about lying. She lied about lying. But, uh, I mean, it's nice to see how much she cares about him. Because mm-hmm. not only did she, you know, stop by and, you know, give him the old, like, shoulder punch type of. Well, she even made a special trip just because she heard he was there. Right. So. Um, and, you know, just giving him a hug and all that, and, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like that relationship and, you know, we know they're they're pretty tight but not later on in life too. Mm-hmm. So, meh, meh, meh. That's <laughs> what I've got. <laughs> 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 no, but, yeah, the, uh, the whole Bruce Alford plot line, it, it really – it felt a little like just – Kicking the ball down the road a little bit, a little bit. So before we get back to the Wayne corruption. But we're going to have to wait six weeks. Oh, six <sighs> weeks. Such a long break. Such a- but then again, we had a short one last time. So I guess it all equals out in the end. Okay, let's see here. Out of 300 men with women's bodies... How Which many, we never talked about. We didn't at all. But I think that's fine. <laughs> um, but So how many uh, how many men with women's bodies do you give this episode out of 300? I'm looking at the number. 264. <laughs> Why? Um, Lots of good things. But okay, so I'm getting like I feel like we're having to not get as much information on some plot lines. We're getting too much. On, not too much on others. But like, mm. like we just said, the whole Bruce and Alfred was barely touched on this week. There was nothing thing mentioning barbara like yeah falcone you were talked about but you never made an appearance mm-hmm. maroney that whole thing um i don't i don't know like there's so many plot lines it's like kind of messing with my head and we keep hanging out with fish and getting nowhere yeah yeah and it's... i love fish i have a love-hate relationship with fish these days but mm-hmm. i'm a little bored with the fish storyline mr Dollmacher. <laughs> and uh, as for me i'm gonna i'm gonna give it similar i'm gonna give it like 250 uh women with men's heads uh women's body men's heads men with women's, with bodies. women's bodies men men with women's bodies that's it mm-hmm. no it just like I, I really loved the a story i really loved a little bit of the b stuff but overall like the fish stuff is just it feels like it's slowing it down and to be fair mm-hmm. it all depends on where they're going with it if if it's if the end result is worth the journey then mm-hmm. then it's okay but it just like it feels like it's getting way more attention than it deserves at this point and that's not to say nothing against the performances or anything like that i just i i'm not feeling urgent about the fish Mm-mm. plot line Mm-mm. like i'm just like oh, okay we're checking in on fish i wonder when we're gonna get back get back to gordon's adventure you know even like last week like oh i want to go back and check in on on the you know the Barbara and Selena situation or this that or the other and yeah is in it I mean it it's all going somewhere and it's I mean Jada Pinkett Smith is a superstar too so they they need to give her a significant amount give her to something do. to do yeah I will the eye thing like her mm-hmm. prying open her eye to look at was kind of cool yeah the it, one thing that bothered me is she would have nail growth and she'd have <laughs> nail growth I also thought it, for an eye transplant don't you need more than a night to heal up from that how do they have the surgery so quick because they mm-hmm. took apart and re-put together then it, the office worker too maybe they have some sort of like advanced healing potion <laughs> or something like that i don't know let me see if anybody's oh uh, we got nothing 
nothing. That's fine. Okay, but uh, yeah, definitely overall, good episode. Good episode. Uh, we will. I, I want more, but we're gonna have to wait. Yes. Okay. Now, normally here is where we would do uh, the, some sort of advertisement. Yeah, the advertisement, but we don't have one this week. We don't week have those because if you guys remember last week, we mentioned the Patreon that we're using to support all of our podcast mm-hmm. at Patreon.com/slash/UniverseBox, and we hit our we hit our first milestone during this podcast. I think last week, I believe so. And then this week we hit our second one during uh, greetings from, greetings from Storybrooke, Storybrooke last, last night. night, which is no more ads, which means we're not going to include uh, any more Audible ads. Thanks, nope. Audible. If you want, Thank you, Audible. La- last, last chance, audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not going to do any more of those ads. We're not going to have any of the big ads on YouTube or anything. Right. I think we're still going to use the display ads just to get like a penny here or there. But I like pennies. You can just close those out. That's yeah. fine. We don't care. Uh, but yeah, and if you're not familiar with Patreon, basically it's a way you can kind of subscribe to our content or right. kind of k- kick us a couple shekels a month uh, to help, mm-hmm. help, help us uh, enhance the production quality of our content and hopefully next time we won't be like having technical difficulties until we go live <laughs> all that kind of stuff but uh there's a we have uh, several more uh goals, goals here uh, the next one is to upgrade amory's uh the amory cam and uh, her microphone uh to you know the more professional equipment i have over here on my side yes so and, and that'll be at two hundred dollars a month. Right now we're at one hundred and seven dollars with eleven patrons, and you can kick in even ten cents a month if you want to. And if you do that, you'll get all of my Dog Boy Adventures books for free. They're superhero novels. They're great if you like Batman. Mm-hmm. You if like you Dog like Boy Batman. Adventures, and you can get them for free just for kicking in ten cents a month. I I think re- retail price for the eBooks would be like. Twelve dollars or something, something for all like of them. that, yeah. And uh, you know, for if five five dollars per month, we'll send you an MP3 of us singing any song you want us to. Uh, badly. badly. Uh, for ten dollars a month, we'll say I'll draw a sketch of anything you want. We'll send that to you. I could write you a letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do reco- your own podcast. Yeah, uh, we'll record a podcast about any topic you want. And we we already hit this goal. Uh, we're going to be doing a monthly hangout for mm-hmm. our listeners. So keep an eye. At for let, our patrons, uh, yeah, for our patrons, for our patrons. But uh, so, so uh, keep an eye on on stuff for that too, because that'll be coming up later this month. But yeah, if you want to uh, help support us a little bit, anything you can contribute. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's a monthly pledge uh, to great internet independent internet content. You can do that at Patriot Patreon Patriot dot com Patreon dot com P A T R-E-O-N dot com <laughs> slash universe box. And we'd really, really appreciate that link will be in the show notes too. Absolutely. Uh, also, we're uh, trying to kind of build our own little community with all the listeners of the podcast and everything over on Reddit. Yeah, the storytellers. The storytellers. We, we came up with the official name for people who are fans of our, our shows and everything. Storytellers. Mm-hmm. That's fun, right? Uh, but uh, we, we Scotty Rowland, uh, one of our listeners, mm-hmm. set up a uh, subreddit for us over on Reddit. If you want to go over there and you know start kicking in some stuff, you we can even like – you can open up a thread on a Gotham topic or mm-hmm. you know if you listen to Greetings from Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time topic mm-hmm. over there. And that's at reddit.com slash r slash universe box if you want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty did a great job on it everything mm-hmm. okay now on to the news news okay first up the ratings uh gotham i uh, got a 6.1 million audience and a 2.0 share uh which slipped 6 and 13 percent respectively from last week but as we've seen when the adjustments come in and 
stuff, generally it, it'll probably end up like a 2.3 or 2.4 yeah. or something it'll like that. Good. So not a big deal. Okay, so this is something we're going to try for the first time. Normally we don't play play the uh, the promos on air or anything because we don't mm-hmm. want YouTube to take us down. Now that we're not doing ads, who cares, right? So Well, we care. That they're not going to take us down they're because not gonna... we're not <clears throat> getting paid for it. Yeah, exactly. Is So they, there's less uh, – it goes through less scrutiny, so we should be fine. We were probably fine before, but I didn't want to risk it. But mm-hmm. now we don't have to worry about it. So let's go ahead and watch the uh, promo that they put out for the next – Are we talking uh, over it? Yeah, we're talking over okay. it still. Monday, April 13th. There's Jim in the rain, the Penguin in the rain, everyone in the rain shooting. Butch is killing people. Hey, yeah. Red Hoods, y'all are dead. Mm-hmm. And it, it really just looks like mostly it's all clips. old clips. I think I might have seen a new cat girl clip. She was like kneeling down by a truck, but I, I thought could she be was wrong. running in the what? Was she? I don't know. Monday, running or kneeling. Running or kneeling. Running or kneeling. You went oh. too far. Too far. Too far. Oh. No, she was kneeling, kneeling by, by a car. Interesting. But that might be actually that might be when she was running away from Jim in like episode two or three. Oh, that would make sense. Episode two, that which was also sense. the first mention of the doll maker. Ah, oh, doll maker. It all it all ties back together. Uh, yeah, but uh, not too much other news. Not I'm, too much. Actually, there there is a potential. Uh, we do something. I I forget what we called it uh, for Gotham before the season started, but we haven't had the opportunity. The roundtable. I uh, know the news. Spoiler party. Yeah, spoiler parties. Uh, where basically we gather up all the uh, news and interviews ah. and stuff, and we do just like a whole episode. We have a couple drinks. <laughs> and uh, of Gotham Juice and Gotham uh, Juice and, and talk talk about all of the news, all the news that's fit to print about Gotham. So we might do one of those if there's enough news, if it warrants it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and if you want to. If you've seen any news stories, you can Send feel, them. yeah, you can feel free to email them to us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as we do every week, we're going to start with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory. It's Bobby. Hey. Hi. Sure were a lot of stories in this week's uh, episode, <laughs> as there has been here lately on Gotham. But unfortunately, no Montoya and Allen, which, of course, kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. thought it was great that they didn't uh, drag out the whole will Alfred be okay thing, because, of course, we all know he will be. But it was cool to see Selena come and let Bruce know that uh, she cared and will be there for him if, he needs, if she needs him, or if uh, he needs her, rather. Looks like we finally know what's going on with Fish. Uh, of course, with uh, the previews, we all knew uh, Dolmacher was coming. But it looks like they're on some sort of a secluded island or something that she's not going to be able to get off of. And- yeah, I'm kind of wondering how far away from Gotham that is. That was one of my, I don't know, I feel like I got nothing into the dock, but I got everything <laughs> into that. that yeah. I was like, where are they? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this was kind of a jam-packed episode. There was too, a lot. Sure. And just as I was starting to uh, side with Fish and feel for her, she goes and betrays these people that she mm-hmm. calls "quote unquote" family right. because. Yeah, she even portrayed the guy who who helped her the most, like, and who was the most loyal to her, like yes! instantly, like, and it was right like, away. I think I this. think it was just like vicious, like intentional, like okay, let's find the person who was the nicest to me, and you're dead. Because of course, uh, fish is only out for fish. Glad to see Gordon finally start to uh, crack down on the corruption in the precinct. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see him and Dent uh, team up to do so, but even better to see Bullock have to come to the rescue. And I thought it was a nice twist to 
have Gordon uh, use leverage against Loeb the same way has that Loeb has been using leverage against everyone else. And Turnabout's boy, was his mm-hmm. daughter creepy as hell or what? <laughs> and then, of course, uh, once again, this was Robin Lord Taylor's uh, time to shine as the Penguin. As soon as they walked into that farmhouse or whatever it was, I knew exactly how it was all going to play out. But apparently Penguin doesn't have uh, such a soft spot for old women as he says. Because it was really cool to see him pit the two against them, uh, the two of them against each other, only to turn the last shotgun shell he had on her. Yeah, I think it's just one particular old woman he has a soft spot for, and that's not Marge, ain't it? Creepy. So out of 30... 373 uh, corrupt police records. I'll <laughs> give it 347. Thanks, Bobby. With our scale of 300 men with women's bodies, he gave it 284. Nice. Uh, he also said, uh, we get to watch the video. It's a whole new era here at Universe Box. Yes, it is, Bobby. Okay, uh, next up is a, a newbie, someone we haven't heard from before, Joel from Oregon. Take it away, Joel. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. This hey. is Joel from Aloha, Oregon, and got done watching Legends of Gotham's last night. And I love how I think you meant Gotham. I, but it's people okay. do that now. Yeah, it they happens. say I was watching Legends of Gotham. I'm like, no, nope. that's fine. They can change okay, the name though. of the show. They just need to pay us like that's they need. Nice. They need to contribute fifty dollars to the Patreon. That's all. Hey, oh, yeah. uh, I forgot what the commissioner's daughter's name is, but I loved how she loved to kill birds. And the first thing she said when she saw the penguin is, "I love birds." It <laughs> makes me think that if he wasn't going to live on to become a famous character, that she was going to you know grab him and crush his skull in with his fingers. Anyways, um, if I were to give a rating for this week's show, I would give it uh, 13 out of 26 bird bones on a necklace. <laughs> Anyways, thanks guys for the show. Have a good one. Yeah, I, nice. I should have used that arbitrary scale. I think I think for the I, I think a listener beat beat my arbitrary scale this time. Yeah. The bird bones. Thank you, Joel, for uh, calling in, though. I hope yes, we hear from you. you again soon. Okay, and uh, next up is a Woo. Take it away, Woo. The reason I enjoyed this week's episode of Gotham is that it really encapsulates the differences between Batman and Green Arrow's world to, say, Superman's world. And in, and what I mean by that, in Superman's world, most of the villains are just villainous just for the sake of being that way. And very few of them have very human reasons about why they are villains. But in Green Arrow and Batman's world it isn't always like that there's a lots of shades of gray and i'm and I like the fact that in this episode of gotham the shades of gray kind of returned and it also i'd argue against that i am a big superman fan though so yes. i'm not going to get up on it on, on the bully pull pick i know it's my show so i could i could completely just shut down your voicemail and like <laughs> tear down it. your point but I, I i would disagree with that but that's a conversation for another time mm-hmm. with superman's villains so highlighted once again which we've kind of gotten away from for the last few episodes why gotham needs the dark knight as badly as they do. Loved the storyline with Commissioner Loeb. Loved that even the most crooked... Now, you know what? I am going to get into it for oh, just one second. Oh, here we go. No, I, okay, so so as we've seen a lot in Gotham, and I guess this is relevant, actually. You know, a lot of the villains and a lot of the crimes and everything, they're, they're related to class warfare, right? You know, mm-hmm. they, that's where a lot of these criminals' motivations come up. Either they're poor, they, so they need money, so they turn to a life of crime, or somebody who was rich, uh, you know, screwed them over, so they turn to a life of crime. Where uh, in Superman's world, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the villains, actually, they're, they're kind of uh, one ha- – their motivations a, a lot of the time are one half 
half of the uh, the philosophical question, is Superman good for humanity or bad for humanity? So a lot of his villains uh, come from a position of sort of defending hu- humanity. You know, Lex Luthor, most of all, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's, he's the one who wants to get the dirty alien out of here because he's doing nothing but ruining everything for Lex Luthor, who was supposed to be the savior of humanity. But you have people like, you know, like the Toy Man and stuff like that, mm-hmm. who, you know, they're who's an inventor who is, you know, comes from a place of like human ingenuity and that's where he gets his power from. And it's kind of the philosophical question. Does Mike might make right or is a human enough to, you know, defeat that? Hmm. So, you know, and I mean, they have various motivations. I, Toy, Toy Man has a few different origins that are very deeply motivated and other characters, but they just wanted to say that because sorry, we'll go ahead. And the most corrupt people have a very genuine reason to keep people under their thumb. Not that Harvey Bullock had the best monologue in the whole episode, and it really encapsulated what the episode, and and to some extent, what the series is about, good people doing bad things, and can people be redeemed from that. Also love the introduction of the Dollmaker in this episode. Love the the shout-out to what the Dollmaker did to his assistant, very reminiscent (laughs) to what he did in the comics recently. I I also believe the assistant was played by the lead actor from the movie Reanimator, which has kind of a similar, like, motif going on with, like, uh, trying to bring... I I, I believe it's someone... It's kind of like Frankenstein, but uh, the Frankenstein's made from a bunch of different, like, like, partially alive partially dead it's been a while since i've seen it but i thought that was in kind of like a nice little geeky tie-in with hmm. the joker cutting joker's face off his face and helping him oh, nail yeah. the skin on the wall for batman to show <laughs> batman that the joker loves him and wants the bromance to continue <laughs> and- yeah if you don't know the comic uh, series was referencing here uh, just uh, recently scott snyder did a run i i death of the family i think where the joker cuts off his face Ew. Uh, and so he j- and then he like you know throws it at people and stuff. It's weird. <laughs> Ew. All romances kind of start out that way. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I give this episode six blue eyes out of six. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you, Woo. Thank you, Woo. Okay. See, so, yeah, next up here, we have a letter from Casey. Casey says, uh, this is just a thought. I still think you guys should do uh, look at this Joker. Hey, Sim- we did. We did. Uh, simply because Jerome would be too obvious. Until he falls into a vat of chemicals or shows uh, some more signs of the Joker's characteristics. I'm still s- skeptical. I understand that he is the big front runner. I just think him being the Joker would be way too obvious. Love listening to you and can't wait to uh, watch the next episode sucks we have to wait a whole month seriously yeah six weeks actually six Casey. weeks Aye. but thank you very much casey all right next up we have a letter from aaron mm-hmm. i'm behind on your podcast due to work schedule and a newborn son named grayson bill should get the reference if Henry doesn't i get the reference thank you congrats aaron and uh grayson don't let your dad put you in tights and up on a trapeze no and stuff like no trapeze trapeze <laughs> Okay, buddy's <laughs> catching up. Uh, just wanted to say that you may not want to give up on who's this Joker quite yet. Look at this Joker. Look at this Joker. Thank you. Um, I know Jerome looked the part, but don't rely on marketing. They may have announced that Jerome is going to be the Joker, but I learned a lot from Lost. Don't trust them. (laughs) Lost. Um, Many times during the show, they hinted that information would be revealed, and it wasn't. Not saying it's the same here, but I don't trust marketing. We may get more where... (laughs) Look at this Joker references, yeah, (laughs) Um, such as last week's Red Hood Gang. Anywho, thanks for a great podcast, Aaron. 
Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, very much. Thank we you, brought Aaron. it back. We brought it back. Yeah, obvi- obviously, we brought back uh, who's this Joker? No. <laughs> who's, who's this Joker? Who's this Joker? Lovely Joker. Love this Joker now. So you got a bonus look at this Joker song out of it. Wonderful. And uh, as we said, you know, if you want to send in your thoughts on Batman 89 or any news stories about Gotham, or you just want to say hi, we'll answer you. Uh, email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And if you want to... While we're on this break here, mm-hmm. if you if you miss us, if you want to hear us, if you watch Once Upon a Time on ABC, we do a podcast called Greetings from Storybrook, all about that show at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. It's all about that show. <laughs> and we do a podcast about everything in the universe. Wah, 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 wah. At universebox.com. <laughs> this week's on the Disney Renaissance uh, period of animation. We're, we have episodes coming up on Coffee, Nickelodeon, Superman, um, um, some other ones, all sorts of stuff. No, but uh, ch- you can check that out at universebox.com. And we stream that one uh, Thursday, Thursday nights, 8.30 p.m. EST at youtube.universebox.com. Now, Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at amdsimone. I also write a bunch of recipes and crafts and the such at Crunchy crafty.com and as for me you can follow me on twitter at bill meeks and you can pick up my books uh, that i mentioned earlier dog boy superhero book i just had, got a new physical one put out like last week mm-hmm. at a uh, dogboyadventures.com or just go to amazon nook kobo uh itunes ibooks it's everywhere and just search for dog boy meeks and you'll find it that, <laughs> dog boy meeks that's my real first name dog boy meeks <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, we will be off for a couple weeks. We're going to be back with some fun content for you to get you through the hiatus. Uh, so until next time, uh, or no, oh. uh, join us next time for more, more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. One day we'll remember that. Folks, we don't plan it. We just, oh, now we're floating in space. Ah.